I've got an announcement to make. Now that I'm back in charge as Chief of More Security, I've decided I need to appoint a deputy. Someone who I can trust. Someone who will make sure this place runs smoothly and we keep safe. Don't tell me. I'm keen to guess. Alice. So welcome to Series 2, Episode 36 of Conversation League of Mountain, a podcast about tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining me on the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 2, Episode 36, the screenplay was done by Nick Doughty. It was directed by Colin McCall. And the episode synopsis read out by Maggie. Alice continues to fall for an oblivious Lex, while Celine and Ebony's designs on Bray shake Danny's confidence in him. Trudy continues to display odd behavior, but others among the tribe are starting to notice. Okay, so we start the episode with Celine crying to Bray about how worried she is, supposedly, about Ryan being out in the city when the Chosen could be around. But she seems about to make a move on Bray when Danny walks in and clocks her behavior. So, panel, how did you feel about Celine's actions versus her apparent concern for Ryan? Oh, it's gross. Boy. It's gross. It's gross. Like, I can't. Mm, this is, I think it's like right here where I'm like, no, Celine. This is where I started to really, really despise the, the Celine and Ryan relationship. Um, Ryan deserves better. That's how I feel. He absolutely, yeah, he absolutely does. But how on earth is Bray this oblivious people? He's, we've already established apparently that he's dumb when it comes to girls. So, I mean, is this really anything out of character? You know what I mean? <sighs> Not really, but it's just, oh. But it should be. I mean, it should be. He should know better by now. He's literally had it point, like spelled out. He had it, he's had it to told to him. And Come he on, this is, at, this is at a level that even Jack would get. I don't know. I think it's perfectly fair for Bray to not suspect it because it's Celine. That too. Who has, as far as Bray knows, Celine hasn't made a move on him since she first rejected him. Yeah. She she has not made any overt overtures toward Bray that he's aware of. Oh yeah, everybody else is aware of her attraction to him, but she's been very careful around Bray. Yeah. And anytime she got a little too close, Bray automatically backed off from her every time so i i don't think it's odd that bray one isn't considering that celine may still be attracted to him because again she is the one who rejected him and it's been a long time as far as bray thinks he thinks she's happily with ryan mm -hmm. you know he mm -hmm. thinks oh they're a happy couple that's what he's observed he's not spending a lot of time thinking about celine because he's not into her so he's not looking at her and you know picking apart her behavior mm -hmm. nobody has come to him and said yo she's coming on to you last time danny got mad at him it wasn't about celine so i do think it's fair for bray to just be like oh she's my friend and she's upset and not to pick up that if she is acting odd it's because she wants me you know what i mean um if it were someone else i'd be like bray you should have seen that if like if it was ebony or something but it's you know what he and you know uh celine's relationship has been uh she has not clued Bray in that she still wants him. So I think it's fair for Bray to not be aware of her behavior is because she wants him. Just to be fair to him. Yeah. You know. And she's crying about Ryan right now. Right. I know she's crying, but come on. Asking her about, well, what is your type then? 
Well, I that's was, just uh, Bray being dumb. That's just Bray being an idiot. She's the one who said it. Like he's just not my type. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, what is your type? You know. Um, see, this is that's why just, that's just Bray. No, this is why I think the the writers want us to believe that Bray is aware because that line it's, it's yeah. too it's too much of a callback to Amber's line mm-hmm. when they were together. I was like, oh, what is your type? Well, I'm trying to find out. It's like, oh, it's a bit too on the nose for me personally. I think. Yeah. They want us to believe that he is slightly. He's not as oblivious, <laughs> especially <laughs> after everything with Ebony. He's, he's, I think he knows something. There's an attraction there. I mean, you might not know she fully is in love with him, but she knows there's an attraction still there. I'm supposed to writers once again. This whole episode is about petty rom- romantic drama. Yeah, I, That's all it is. I know. I know. You know what I mean. So of course, let's give Ray a line that will you know bait the shippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it, that line combined mm. with the expression on Bray's face, <laughs> it's just... What is uh, it? <laughs> oh, my God, no. no, no <laughs> I can see it now, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold on. This was like between Amber and Bray. <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't really care about any of this. Um <laughs> I really don't. What annoys me is I, I actually believe that Celine is genuinely concerned about Ryan's safety, but it's not because she's loves him. Right. Um, it's because she doesn't want the guilt. She just wants the guilt. I think that. I don't even think it's the guilt at this point. I think it's the realization that her guaranteed protector, mm-hmm. the person that has been guaranteed to stick by her side and take care of her and cater to her and keep her safe and put her first. She's just realized, holy crap, if he doesn't come back, who's going to take care of me? It's completely selfish. It has nothing to do with, mm-hmm. oh, is Ryan okay? How is Ryan feeling? What is keeping Ryan away? What have I done to chase him away? It's more like, oh, no, I've lost my ATM card. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm. what I'm feeling from her, yeah. you know? And I just, I just can't care. I'm just like, yeah, cry more, yeah. whatever. Yeah, he, he is her safety net, after all. I just think it's gross, you know? Yeah. It definitely doesn't do anything to better, you know, give give Selena better, you know, her character a no. better view. You know, like, it no. doesn't make her look yeah. good at all. It just solidifies how much of a crap person she is right now. Because even in this moment when she's, you know, even if you wanted to give her points and say, okay, maybe she sincerely is concerned. Because... I know I've been in relationships where I took someone for granted and then something real happens and you realize, oh my gosh, how much this person means to you and you are aware that you've been, you've been taking them for granted and you're sorry and you want to fix it mm-hmm. before it's too late. Even if you wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that's what she was feeling, she ruins it by at the same time trying to make a move on Bray. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's not even that. It's not even a realization that, oh my gosh, I really do love him and I needed this separation to realize that. Nah, it's just selfish. I only care about me and what will happen to me if I lose the one person who thinks I'm the most important in the world. Mm-hmm. What will I do mm-hmm. without my fuel? You know what I mean? How am I going to start my car without this guy? And um, yeah, I'm just like, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it, it does make me wonder if she went to Bray just to flirt with him, you know, in hopes of gaining something breaking her yeah i don't think it's established who went to who but it's bray's it seems like it's bray's area so she must have come to him but it's like for me it kind of feels that that she's trying to you know feel 
how Bray's responsive to this mm-hmm. and to see if, you know, if something does happen to Ryan and he doesn't return, will Bray just take care of her instead? You know, that's what it feels like to me. It's also very in character for Celine whenever she is feeling concerned about her personal safety and well-being that she will use that as a way to seek out others to make her feel better mm-hmm. no matter what mm-hmm. it is regardless of what that other person might be going through she will take the opportunity to find someone to make her feel better so i i guarantee she found this as a very good excuse to seek bray out mm-hmm. and have that conversation and like you said i would not be surprised if she was um reading the monitor to, you know we'll play mm-hmm. jump in and say hey no matter what happens celine you got family you know we'll be we'll take care of you just you know reading his mm-hmm. temperature i i wouldn't put it past her yeah it definitely seemed like she was putting out feelers yeah let him know i oh my gosh my mm-hmm. relationship's in trouble because ryan's <laughs> gone and i need like strong arms to you know do you have spare strong arm spray <laughs> Your Celine is the best. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so vulnerable. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> uh. she's, she's done it in the past with him, mm-hmm. you know, and he responded to it yeah. because he was like, hey, I could use a damsel and Trudy's driving me crazy. <laughs> That's too much baggage in a damsel. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress. <laughs> I don't need the damsel and the baby. Right. <sighs> As for Danny's reaction, oh my gosh, okay, okay, um, I'm gonna try and be fair to Danny. I'm so, oh my gosh, okay, it's painful. At first, Danny's initial reaction to finding them together, I felt was justified because of the way Celine has been behaving toward Danny. Danny's not dumb. She understands now that everything Celine has been saying to her has been malicious mm-hmm. and um, has right to suspect why Celine has been saying these things to her. And yep. again, if everybody's picking up on Celine's obvious attraction to Bray, Danny's clearly put it together by now. Like, why has she mm-hmm. always said those things to me? And now I'm putting together how she behaves when she's around Bray. I think she wants my boo. You know what I mean? So her seeing them at first and not, you know, being very frosty made perfect sense. Because I would respond the same way. Like, oh, what do we have here? Like, here she is. Here she is. I can only guess what she's doing to him. But I don't think it's good. Right? Yeah. It's the way she lashes out at Bray afterward. Like, this is somehow his fault. It's just like... Do you guys have nothing else to do with the two of them? Is this the only way you can make their relationship interesting? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like petty drama because you have nothing else to do with Danny and Bray. You have nothing for Danny to do. This relationship is built on nothing. So let's just keep introducing these stupid like love dramas. And that's all Bray and Danny have to do is Danny be insecure because Bray's talking to someone. You know what I mean? I feel like after Celine left the room, she should have been like, good. And then been cool, Bray. But, or, you know, at least question him. But the way she talks to him, I'm like, are you freaking serious? When has Bray ever shown an interest in Celine? When has he ever? Yeah. You know, you didn't catch him with Ebony. You know what I mean? Like, so what is this? I, I don't care about this. <laughs> Give her something to do. If you didn't write her a script, then kill her off. I can't. I don't care. Because. Yeah, for me, the only way that this would really have made sense is if someone already had already clued her in about the past between Bray and Celine. 
Celine already did. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, more obviously. I mean, Danny knows everything, does. She's a mind reader. <laughs> Not everything, though. There's one person she hasn't been able to read yet. That or she doesn't care. But she hasn't figured out Trudy yet. Uh, I think Bray made it clear enough that he didn't care about Trudy, so Danny feels secure in that. <laughs> She's like, oh, he clearly doesn't give a crap about her. She's not a problem. Nope. She, he chose Lex over her. I'm safe. <laughs> Fair um, enough. <laughs> he did. Well, he didn't really make a choice, but... Oh, yeah. I'm sure she's not worried about Trudy. I'm sorry, Trudy. I don't know. She did get a little jealous. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, I'm being a jealous cow, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. You want her taken. And you do even look for her. We're fine. We're fine. (laughs) She's not a threat. What am I thinking? Is is anyone at all (laughs) sad for Danny that everyone is going for Bray? Like, just should should I be? Because I mean, not even a little little bit of. No, I'm not even a little bit sad. Like I'm not even a little. I don't feel bad for her at all, and I'm not sorry about that. Like Ebony's going uh, for Bray. Tysan's pushing Ebony on Bray. Like I, Celine's I, going I, after okay. him. Like, <laughs> Maybe if Danny was nicer, I'd care. In all fairness, I do feel a tiny bit bad for Daddy. Just you know. This girl came into the tribe, found the guy that she apparently loves, and then just finds out thing after thing after thing that, or well, person after person after person that Bray had a past with. And everyone. She, yeah. Why is she surprised? <laughs> yeah. Her, his lover died, and 12 hours later, he was bringing her home. Yeah. Why should she be surprised? Yeah. I know, it's just more the, all I feel bad about is that she was clearly oblivious to how, just how badly people hate her. That everyone is trying to set Bray up against her with anyone else but her. I actually, I agree with that. That's the one place where I actually do feel bad for Danny because these are supposed to be, this must be her family. These are supposed to be her friends. I'm not saying that she's done a great job ingratiating herself, but if you feel like you're part of a group, you know, a friend group Mm -hmm. or something, and you're dating someone, and then you have to find out that secretly behind your back, people who have proclaimed to care about you are trying to jeopardize your relationship or get in between it, that doesn't feel good. Like, are you, I, what the frick? Like... Well, I mean, the only one that's claimed to care about her is Celine. And that must be very hurtful, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that I can get. That I understand. But, like, the Ebony thing, you know, the Tysan thing. Tysan and Danny have never saw eye to eye. No, but, you know... And from Ebony, that's to be expected. No, just look at the Tysan part. I mean, Tysan was, you know, Ebony's intended victim of of a crime which... Ebony tried to pin on Danny, and still Tysan chooses to push Ebony onto Bray. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, it's got to suck. It's like, it just yeah. hits you. Nobody is rooting for our relationship. Nobody in my family is like happy for us. Nobody has congratulated us. Nobody, I mean, when Bray and Amber announced their relationship, people were like, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Happy for you. All that jazz. Um, yeah, even Lex was happy for them. 
like it's a wake up call that you know you haven't bonded with these people none of them give a crap about this relationship they don't mm -hmm. care if it goes up in flames and some people are actively working against that relationship okay. that would make you feel like wow i don't think these people yeah. really are my family you know and if you're not if you're if you lack self-awareness like danny you don't know why you don't realize it's you know mm -hmm. but my reason for feeling bad for danny and i feel bad for anybody like this is nobody taught this girl to know her worth and to realize like honey wasting all of this energy being this insecure about who your partner's talking to who might want your partner mm -hmm. to the point you turn it into a conflict every time your partner is speaking to someone or someone looks at them or someone says something to you about them that you turn it into a fight with your partner every time like oh my gosh danny honey go get some confidence go get a backbone like but this is i i i understand this insecurity but i cannot mm -hmm. relate to it because even when i was a kid i would not tolerate being with somebody where i felt like that i didn't waste this kind of energy even when I was a little girl with 10 years old 13 years old if i felt insecure about a boy that i liked i mixed that relationship I know I was too good to bother with that. So I can't relate to this at all. You know what See, I mean? And, and that's where you and I are different because Me I, too. I can totally relate to that part of being yeah. that insecure. And, you know, every time I look at Danny and how she was all alone before Bray found her and how she doesn't seem to be able to trust people, this is clearly a girl who's had to manage on her own without close friends, without people to trust. She never learned her own word other than, you know, her dad making her his princess. But I'm, so I'm sorry. I just, I can't. I can't. It's every little thing. For Pete's sake, you know, Bray could, his fork could look like a woman. And Danny would be like, what the frick? Why didn't you use the spoon? Like, oh my God. Like, why did you use that fork? You know, you know and I just, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I understand it all, but. I've never been to that extent, but I do know, no. you know, I have a friend who was like that for a long long time even as an even as an adult um but she was able to work through it you know what i mean and now much better you know i, but, I understand if it was bray initiating these things if like she saw if it was bray's well, behavior but it's not well, bray's but, behavior well, that sets her does, off but it doesn't need to be bray's behavior okay well if i was in this situation yeah if i was in that situation and say i was danny and I saw Bray, you know, talking to these females and knowing that these females and he was still entertaining these females in one sense or another. OK, that's, you know, I would be like, what are you doing? You can see how they're feeling. They've told you, you know what I mean? What are you doing? But you again, know? if you trust the person you're with, then you right. should, it doesn't matter who likes them. It's no, about yeah, no. your partner would respond to it. And, and as an, clear, I won't respond to that. And as an, you know, now, like now I get that. OK, but as yeah. a teenager. That's yeah. how I would have reacted is what I'm saying. Um, I, you know, and that's, that, you know, is due to a lot of maybe abandonment issues, you know, mm -hmm. um, like, uh, my mental health, anxiety, all of that, you know? Uh, so like, I, I get where she's, you know, like why she's mm -hmm. feeling this way, but she's not ever learned how to pick her battle. Mm. Um, she thinks that when she feels something, she needs to express that something immediately, you know, like it, she doesn't care how you know she just needs to get it out she hasn't learned how mm -hmm. to work through problems like that on her own 
like you said, she doesn't know her worth. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not defending it. Trust me. <laughs> I don't. I absolutely don't enjoy watching her spaz out over every little thing. And it's not changed. She's done this from the very moment she stepped foot in the mall, you know, with everyone that she interacts with. So it's no surprise that she's also doing this with Bray. And I'm like, Bray, is she really worth all this? Right. Exactly. Bray, you I can just feel see like it. He's chasing this girl all over the mall. You know what I mean? And just be like constantly, Danny, Danny, what did I do? What does it matter? Oh my gosh. I was literally just comforting a friend. I, I'm just like, is she really worth all of this? Does she really make the sunrise, Bray? I'm just curious. Like, how depressed are you? You really love like, her? Bray, like, honey, know your worth for Pete's yeah. sake. You don't deserve a partner who questions every single freaking thing you mm-hmm. do. Do you know what? Especially someone who comes it- in so late into the game. That's the way I feel it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and then for her, for, to get mad about all the things that he's done in his past. She has no right to. I'm just, I, I'm just suddenly realizing something. Bray is running after Danny in an even worse way than Ryan is, you know. Celine. Yeah. I just, I like, I had, I remember I had a boyfriend. Now, I was one of those people who, when I broke up with a boyfriend, we usually were on good terms. You know what I mean? There was nothing there. It was just like, I didn't hate them. I think there was one boyfriend I broke up with that I did hate. and But everybody else, it was like I had no ill feelings towards them. Most of the time we would stay friends. It wasn't a big deal, you know. Um, and so I remember I started dating this guy. And I have pictures of my past, my friends. And that included guys I dated. And these aren't overly sexual pictures. It's just like, hey, here's us at the lake or, you know, riding a bike. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we're my friends. And we did these things together. But this partner really couldn't fathom the fact that I was friends with people I had dated before. Mm-hmm. I guess in his world, he just assumed that, oh, if you I had one of those, when they were supposed to talk to them again. And I just don't operate on that frequency. So I remember this person was like, well, you know, if we're going to be together, I don't think you should have any guy friends. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, well, you know, I just... You know, we're, we're together. I'm like, so are you going to get rid of all your girlfriends? Am I supposed to get rid of my my female friends too? Especially if there might have been a little lesbian attraction going on, <laughs> right? Are you worried about them? Because I kissed her. Like, is that a problem? And I was just like, he's like, no, no. I'm like, do you not trust me? He's like, no, I trust you. I'm like, then it shouldn't matter who I'm friends with. He's like, well, what if they come on to you? I'm like, well, if you trust me, you know I'm not going to accept that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, cool. I, it's like nip it in the butt. You know, if you can't trust me, if you assume that anytime someone comes on to me that I'm going to jump on their boat, we shouldn't be a couple because I, I'm not going to be putting up with that. And I'm just like, Bray, Bray, <laughs> come on. This is ridiculous. She can't handle you talking to anyone with an XY chromosome. Like this needs to stop. It's, it's part of Danny's controlling nature as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she wants to control who Bray talks to, how he spends his time. Mm-hmm. And so every time she finds him doing something she doesn't like, what does it turn into? This, yep. this little conflict thingy. Yep. I told you, I don't have, I don't have the patience this episode. I got nothing. <laughs> Just to finish it off, so we don't have to come back to it later. Um, what, what do you make of the kind of hypocrisy from Danny about, like, him pointing out that she herself wasn't completely honest with him about her past, and she, uh-huh. but she expects him to be completely honest about all his past, even though it's in the past and never happened, it doesn't matter. And irrelevant, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm so glad he said something. I'm, I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. he actually said it, you know, because I was thinking it. 
He was nicer about it than I would be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, like, really? Really? Really, liar? Really? Liar say what? No, like, I... (laughs) I'm like, what I kept from you was not relevant to anything at all. Your okay, father killed you, everyone. Yes, what you kept from me <laughs> could have gotten all of us lynched if it got out for Pete's sake. Like, like, come on, come on. These are not comparable yeah. secrets. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing she is thinking about is, oh, but this is the guy I first slept with. Oh, boy. And see, I tell you, it's not even about the secret. Because Danny doesn't care about secrets. She no. doesn't care about secrets. This is about wanting to control his behavior. She, this yeah. is her wanting to justify being jealous and being upset. And so she needs a reason. You never told me you dated Ebony. And first of all, it's like, you didn't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> girl, girl, come on. But two, why does it matter that he ever dated Ebony? You know what I mean? You knew he had a past with, you know, Trudy. You suspect he had a past with Celine. Now, if you're really worried about him just moving through girls very fast, then say that. But this isn't about him keeping a secret. Get out of here. Oh, my gosh. You're impure? Honey, you knew that. You knew that. He literally said it only gets better from here. (laughs) (laughs) I'd respect Danny a lot more if she expressed her actual concern, right? I just want to know I'm not going to be another notch on your bedpost. Because it just seems to me you've had a lot of ex-girlfriends. And I just, you know what I mean? I just don't want to be that. I, I would respect her. If she said that, yeah. because that would be my concern if I was like, dude, how many girls yeah. in this tribe did you date? <laughs> but nah, this is the way she handles it. I'm like, get out of here. I don't care. We, uh, and we saw how jealous he was towards Tyson earlier this season. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you respect her and listen to her? Oh. <laughs> Have you done her too? <laughs> I have been in Danny's position. I actually have. Um, I dated this guy and he was, you guys, you guys. Okay? <laughs> he was carved out of a surfboard. He was from the islands. Oh my gosh, right? And he knew he was a good look and he loved to go around shirtless and just be like, look at all this granite. You know what I mean? <laughs> he knew, he knew, right? But for whatever reason, you know, he liked me. I was the quirky artistic chick, you know? And I swear, in two weeks, <laughs> every woman I knew every time I turned around there was a girl coming on to him and so I'd have to be like you know what was that about you know are you and you're like oh no no I don't like her I mean I think she likes me but I like you I'm with you if I wanted to be with her I'd be with you and I'm like okay cool you know and every <laughs> two weeks I swear you guys there were like seven girls like every woman turned around every woman I knew was like I hate you I'm gonna take your man and I was like wow you know um and I did end up breaking up with him, not because I didn't trust him, but because it was exhausting, you yeah. know? I was mm-hmm. like, this is, I hate having this conversation constantly, you know? And, like, her hand was in your lap, and that's just, I'm not comfortable with that, right. you know? And, and he's just like, but if I wanted to be with her, I'd be with her. And I'm like, I, I know, and I'm not, I just, I don't have the energy for this. <laughs> like, all these girls, I thought they were my friends. They aren't. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, maybe you should just stand on a pedestal so you can be worshipped. That's clearly what all these ladies want. <laughs> so I do, I, I've been there. I have been there. I'll just say one last thing about the Danny thing so we can move on with our lives. <laughs> I, I think the problem with the Danny storyline is, one, they're not giving Danny anything other than this to do. Yeah. Like, this is just Danny insecure about 
every female that Bray has any contact with, no matter how innocent, no matter how Bray's behavior is. It's just, this is what she's going to do constantly. And in one episode, we literally have to have this conversation more than once. Like, it's exhausting. And I I feel like it would have worked better if this was Amber. I know I say that a lot, yes. I'm sorry. But mm. when you think about what Amber and Bray went through in season one, if Celine came back into the picture, that is actual baggage for Amber and Bray. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, if if Ebony came back into the picture and was living in the oh, mall, you yes. know, that's actual baggage for Amber and Bray. Amber would have good reason to be like, yo, Bray, okay, you're being insensitive to me yep. by entertaining these women when you already know what went down, especially, you know, Ebony. Like, Amber would have a reason to be upset if Bray danced with Ebony at the dance. Like, this this woman kidnapped you to end our relationship. Are you kidding me? But when Danny does it, it's like, would you just shut up? <laughs> no yeah. one cares about your insecurities, right? You weren't even there. I feel like all of this was just left over from a more deeper storyline where it would have mattered if it was happening to Amber and Bray. And I would have actually cared. I don't care with Danny and Bray. I just don't. You don't even go here, Danny. Gosh. and on this episode of mean girls (laughs) (laughs) apologies to all the danny fans i'm not gonna lie so i won't apologize i don't like her you guys know i try to be fair i just can't this episode i can't i'm out of love today oh i get it This is about what happened that day out there in the woods, isn't it? You're still scared to tell the others. That you betrayed me to the Chosen, handed me over, set me up for the worst time in my life? If you tell them, they'll vote me out. I know that. Of course, if you tell me why you were so upset when I came back, what went on with you and Bray, then I might give you an answer. It's got nothing to do with you. Oh, but it has. I've chosen to make it my business. So Ebony confronts Trudy once again and demands confirmation that she won't tell anyone about her betrayal to the Chosen. Trudy wants to know why Ebony was so upset on the night she returned, but Ebony obviously won't say so. So Trudy decides not to either. Ebony then wonders just how did Brady manage to escape? So yeah, to, um, just on that kind of particularly, like, what do you think Ebony's just putting on a thread here to see what comes loose? Or do you think she might be actually genuinely suspecting something? Mm, it's ebony she could definitely suspect something i think it's both i think she's i think she suspects something and she is just pulling on threads trying to get something to come loose yeah if her position was more secure she would definitely chase down that suspicion Mm -hmm. but her position is tenuous yeah so she can't she can't point out that there's something really odd about trudy getting away and having no idea how she managed to do that at all and look so good doing it Ebony's really grasping at straws. This, this, she's scrambling this whole episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she realizes I'm in danger. I'm not safe and I need to make some moves. I mean, is she scrambling though? I mean, this is Ebony. She thinks that everyone would do what she would. And she knows how she would get away and get back to the mall if it had been her instead of Trudy. So, yeah, I think she's not just grasping. I think she realizes that there can have been only one way that Trudy got back. I mean, she saw how they were worshipping her and that baby. They weren't just going to let them walk out. No, and she knows Jaffa. 
Yeah. She knows <laughs> she knows part of his cult and how they operate and it's just yeah, she knows. She has to know. I don't think she does though. I really don't. I really um she won, she misread Jaffa. She thought she knew him. She doesn't yeah. actually know Jaffa. I do think she's scrambling. And the reason I think she's scrambling is how eager she is to get the frick out of that mall. She's terrified of Trudy letting it go. That's why she's so determined to try and get, you know, make a deal with Trudy. You know what I mean? She wants to know, like, how can I get ahead of this? Because she realizes how bad this is going to look for her. She could lose all the power she's accumulated for herself if Trudy comes out and tells everyone straight up what she did. And the fact that Trudy's holding this over her head is freaking Ebony out. That's why she pulls the whole, I'm leaving, I'm getting out of here, because she wants to secure herself powerfully, not dependent on the mall, mm -hmm. and however they may react to what Trudy might event, you know, inevitably tell them. You know what I mean? Like, I do think she's scrambling, because she does. she's scared of what's going to happen if she's still in that mall, still dependent on the mall rats, if Trudy finally says, this is what Ebony did to me. Yeah. she's freaking out about that you know what i mean and uh yeah. so i i don't think it's because she knows exactly what happened oh she may suspect something but she doesn't know how trudy got away because she doesn't know jaffa she really doesn't know that guy you know she misread him completely so that's just my opinion no, I, I think it's a combination of both because yeah i i do think she's afraid of what happened if trudy talks but i honestly don't believe for a second that Ebony has no clue about how Tree could have gotten away because he knows there's no way this girl and this baby just managed to, you know, get up one day and walk out of there. So she knows there might be more in play. Oh, yeah, she definitely knows there had to be more in play. But I don't think she guesses it's that Trudy's some kind of spy and that Jaffa sent her. You know, she, I think she's she's poking at the bear to see if she can get Trudy to admit that she did something that, the you know, would look bad for Trudy. You know, whether she gotten involved with a chosen, had a relationship with one, or if Trudy freaking knifed somebody. I was going to say, killed somebody, there. shanked someone. Yeah. Something she's trying to find something that would make Trudy look bad and how she got away, you know what I mean? So they can be on even ground, you know, because right now Trudy has all the power. And so I, I really doubt that she suspects that Trudy's with the chosen and has been sent as a spy, like the chosen let her go. I really don't think she has considered that. Yeah, Ebony's just know. thinking what she would do, and she'd, she'd sleep her way out. Yeah basically to the top and get out. <laughs> so she's thinking that's probably what Trudy most likely would have done. Yeah, that, that's just where my mind goes, that, you know, her thinking of how, how would I have done this? Because that's what we constantly see her doing. Mm -hmm. If she gets mad at people, it's because they don't do what she expected them to do. And if she gets ahead of people, it's because they do what she would have done. I mean, we have to follow on from this, like, yeah. <laughs> is Bray and the Morats, uh, is this really a good idea to let Ebony branch off on her own? Heck no. Ah, oh, stupid. I mean, I get, you know, like, where Bray's going with it. You know, we we know. Um, mm -hmm. But can you really keep that close of an eye on her, even with help? You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't it like keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? Yeah. I mean, I get why Bray wants her, kind of wants her out of that mall. Because, well, everything that happened, and blah, blah, blah. Danny's being insecure about it. Mm. But... No, it's it's just it's stupid. It's a bad idea. 
I, I can't see how he'd think it was a good idea. Like in the mall, she's got a, a limited amount of power with her militia, even with them on her side. Out there, <laughs> unattended, she's got the militia like and her own base. I, I don't know how would is that a good idea? <laughs> Maybe it was a selfish choice. It's definitely yeah. a selfish choice. All these kids are thinking of that their personal immediate comfort. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. You know what I mean? I mean, think about it. They kept Ebony around because they needed protection. Mm -hmm. That's all that mattered to them, even though they knew she tried to kill someone. Their, their personal comfort is more important than the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I guarantee that part of Ray's reasoning is that Ebony's causing relationships in his relationship. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it plays a major factor in why he's perfectly happy to let her go. You know what I mean? Like, I need her to do her job, but I can't have her causing me and my new girlfriend to be fighting all the time. I don't want to oh, deal yeah. with that. Easier yeah. she's gone. You have Lex, who he's just concerned with. I don't want to be button heads. I don't, I don't want to have to keep proving my power to her. I want to be top dog in the mall. So she leaves. Awesome. Never considers, like, dude, you're not top dog in the city. Like, how are you guys going to control what she's doing out there? You're allowing, you allowed her to build her power base and she's going to take it with her. Oh, yeah, that's smart, mm -hmm. guys. You know, in what blows my mind is that Ebony never once thinks it's a red flag when Trudy says, I think it's a great idea. I'd be thinking, why does she want me gone? Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. has power over me. She has something over my head. Why would she want me out of here? Like, why wouldn't she want me to stay so she could keep holding me over my head? You know, I mean, that would be my first thought if I was Ebony. With the fact that Trudy agrees and says, I think it's a great idea for her to be gone. Like, wait a second, I don't have power over Trudy, so why does she want me gone? You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be I, my I, first clue. I think at that point, Ebony's just happy to be able to be out of Trudy's grasp and not having to have Grace's happy, dreamy life with Danny rubbed in her face constantly. So yeah, everybody is motivated by a selfish need for their own mm -hmm. personal comfort. It's uncomfortable right now. You know what I mean? And none of them are thinking the big picture, not even Ebony, you know? Ebony is running. She wants to get away, you know? So she's not really even thinking about whether this is the best idea. You know, she's just, she's, think about it. She's having fun telling them all that. Not only am I leaving, but I'm taking your protection with mm -hmm. me. You know what I mean? It's a way of guaranteeing that Bray will still have to deal with her, but he'll have to leave the mall to do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, it's a power play. And yeah. She doesn't have to listen to them on her everyday movement and how she deals mm -hmm. with her militia. Yeah, it's just everybody is motivated by this yep. selfish need, you know. And, of course, it makes them blind to, you've just made yourself so vulnerable. So vulnerable. I mean, you totally deserve it. I don't feel bad for a single one of you, but whatevs. And all that look on Trudy's face when she suggests, please don't mean we have two bases. And all I just thought was, ah, with all, all we know, yeah, that's practical. One base to take over is better than two, or two bases to take over is better than one. That's great when you have open communication, mm -hmm. but there is none. These people are already at odds with each other. Yeah. I just felt, I actually felt bad for Jack, believe it or not, I did. Oh. They're talking about him like he's a droid, you know? <laughs> And when he's going to go and what he's going to do. Nobody's like, okay, these are the, like, nobody thought of like, let's give him actual working hours so that he can have a life. Like, <laughs> everybody's talking about him like he's one of those things that vacuums your rug. Yeah, he's property. He's, 
I mean, they always went on about not wanting to hold slaves, and here's poor, poor Jack. Pretty much. Being handed over. I'm like, you guys are all just the worst. You're really the worst in this episode. You just... Mm. You are making such progress. <laughs> no, no, may I just say, even Alice, not a, not really objecting to handing over Jack. Uh, don't get me started on Alice. I, 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 I mean, why isn't Alice even considering how Ellie would feel about that? Everybody only cares about themselves in mm-hmm. this episode, mm-hmm. except for amazingly Ellie so. <laughs> and Chloe. <sighs> even chloe to an extent but i'll wait till yeah. we get there uh, but again it's just a good reminder you know that this is why they're gonna have their doom why they're the bad guys all that stuff can't forget that that's where we are you can't forget that that's the purpose they're bringing upon their own you know destruction so but uh i'm, I'm i just keep thinking about poor poor jack every time someone wants to go to the Friggin' hotel, and they need someone. They take Jack. They send Jack. At this point, uh, don't you think it would be smart to like advertise or recruit other kids? Jack's not the only one. Conveniently, when he goes missing, you replace him. So, like, why not look for other kids mm-hmm. who have Jack's skills? You know, so this kid's not so stretched thin. Granted, this is Jack's karma, so I can only feel a little bad for him. But Jack, this is supposed to be your friend. And you are talking about him like he's, you know, accessories to your Super Nintendo. You know what I mean? I want us to talk to you. It's not about Ebony, is it? I can't believe her. What a witch. No, Alice, it's not about Ebony. Well, then? Well, it was about what you told me the other day. About you and Lex. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Alice's feelings for Lex. Because um, she is becoming increasingly enamored with Lex, especially after he makes her his deputy at the market. And we see their light-hearted flirting with each other. Um, and although Tysan says she's happy with this new arrangement, as she no longer needs a bodyguard, she is clearly uncomfortable about it. And when she later goes to see Alice, she asks her if she really thinks that Lex is the one for her. So, yeah, Panna, what do you make of Tysan and Alice in this episode? Oh. <laughs> Lots of cringe, poor girls. Oh, Alice. Uh, It's so sad because we've all been in some sort of relationship, whether it was platonic or romantic, where we cared about someone so much that we could never imagine that they were using us or taking us for granted. And because we cared about them, at first we don't even care that we're being taken for granted. We're just so willing to do whatever takes to help them be there for them and that's how we see it oh they just need my help and i care about them and they don't even realize that this person is just dragging them along because it's easy you've made it easy for them you know and that sucks because alice doesn't deserve it but what she's feeling is so genuine we've all felt it we've all cared about someone that much that they were able to use us and take advantage of our goodwill and our love for them and before we realized what was happening, you know, and yeah. loving someone that much that you read their every action as an act of devotion to you when it's really not. And- yeah, but because that, that's to me, it feels more like that's what it is. Her projecting her hopes of Lex actually wanting her and just interpreting everything through rose colored glasses as this must mean he loves me. Yeah. It's not so much with a, it's not so much that 
oh, I'm willing to to do anything for him. It's more of the, oh, it makes me feel special that he wants to do with me. So it must mean he loves me. You know, that that's the vibe I get from that. She actually did mention something like that before, how when she likes someone, she'll do anything for them, and how everyone else can just go hang. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I do see that she likes Lex. There's almost nothing he can ask her to do that she wouldn't be willing to do because she likes him and she's admitted that, you know, she'll do anything for the people she's devoted to happily, you know, and never question that they're taking advantage of her or that they don't feel the same. And like you said, she's projecting because Alice would never do this to someone else. So she can't imagine that the guy she cares about and sees so much promise in is doing it to her. You know, it's just uh, depressing to watch because she doesn't deserve it. She's one of those characters who doesn't deserve it. So it's like you just feel sad watching it. And that's for Tyson. Oh. I mean, one part of me feels like she's genuinely concerned about, you know, how much it will hurt Alice once she realizes. Oh, I think she is concerned. I do yeah. think that she is. She cares yeah. for Alice. And I think it took her by surprise that she did care so much for her. You know, it's it's... But it's always the tiny feeling of, oh, what part of this is just you being a good friend to Alice? And what part of it is your feelings for Lex that you try to deny? I don't think she's having those feelings for Lex yet. No. I mean, I granted, she will. I, I agree with you that she's going to. But I just don't think she's there yet. I think right now it is absolute genuine care for Alice and yes. knowing what Lex is like. And you, if you're in the third party, you can see Lex is taking advantage of Alice. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you'd have to be one of the three blind mice to not realize that's what's happening. And so if that's what you've seen and you know Lex's past and you know how he's treated women in the past, especially if you were one of them, you're thinking, oh my gosh, Alice, honey, are you sure? And that's why she feels it out. Like, are you, you know, like, have you told him? She wants to know, is there validation for why Alice feels the way she does? Or is Alice just reading into things the wrong way? And I, that sucks. We've all had a friend like this. You don't want to rain on their parade, but you, you feel like they're riding into a hurricane with the top down. And you're like, ah, honey, maybe you shouldn't take that joy ride. But is there part of you that, you know, because for, for me, it just feels like there's a part of Tyson that's afraid how Alice is going to react when someone might tell her that, oh, Alice and Tyson, or sorry, Lex and Tyson used to sleep together. I don't think that's crossed her mind at this point, because remember how she's always seen the way she and mm-hmm. her and Lex's thing. She never saw it as a big deal. I mean, think of how she responded to uh Zandra being upset about it. She was genuinely shocked that it bothered her. She's like, dude, it meant nothing. Why are you getting so upset? I don't think it's crossed her mind at this point that Alice might take it wrong if she knew that Lex had slept with Tyson. I do think it'll cross her mind later, but at this point, I don't yeah. think she even thought about it. I'm not sure, because for me, Alice feels like the first actual human connection that Tyson has made. Yeah, and I think I think like the 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 like if Tyson is afraid of how Alice is going, you know, like I think it's just mm-hmm. she doesn't want Alice. She doesn't want to lo- like lose that friendship. She doesn't want Alice to be, yeah. you know, upset exactly. with her. Not necessarily that it happened, but that she didn't tell her right away when yeah. she expressed her feelings for Lex. You know, exactly. like if there's any fear there, then it's it's you know, well, I didn't tell her when she told me how she felt about him. You know, I should have told her. 
I'll meet you halfway on that. Um, I think there might be something there, not because of Tysan's interest in Lex, because mm-hmm. again, I don't think she's exactly. realized that. But I do think it, ha- it might have crossed Tysan's mind that if this goes pear-shaped and she has to warn Alice about Lex, she might have to draw on her own experience with Lex yes. in order to convince Alice about yeah. him. Yep. I, I wouldn't be surprised if and that then how, crossed her mind. You know, and, 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 and then in that aspect, you know, how does she know that Alice isn't just going to be like, well, are you jealous? Right. I know, I know mm-hmm. Alice isn't, like, she doesn't come off as that person, but I could see that, you know what I mean? Like, that crossing Tysan's mind as well. Yeah. Because she is a lot more conscious of the people that she considers close, you know, friends now. Right. And how, and how they feel. Yeah. Then how she was in season one. Yeah. Yes, exactly. She has had character growth in that aspect, and I'll give her props for that. I do think that she is looking out for Alice in this moment. Like, honey, I know this person might cheat on you because it happened with this, me. Yes, because you got Sandra with me. Yeah. I know yeah. they're capable of it and I don't want you to be Right. And then how would Alice look at a Tysan knowing that she was capable of sleeping with some other man, you know, some other woman? Right. I don't want you to think that yeah. way about me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is 100% just just caring about Alice in this this scene. Right, but are you blinded by what we know comes in the future? No, I'm blinded by what's going on at the moment. I think Kai San, the way she's seeing Alice and Lex, she's seen Alice bring out in Lex something that she couldn't, she never got to do. And I think there is definitely a hint of jealousy in that. That yeah, Lex, that she wanted is Uh here. I didn't (laughs) think about that. Yeah. I don't think it's uh, it, she is she's very she's very caring about Alice uh, absolutely 100% she does care about what's going to happen mm-hmm. but there is also a, a, an underlining hint yeah. about a jealousy that oh sh- this is what yeah, I, yeah. yeah no I, I agree with you about. on that yeah I didn't even think about that you know and I've actually experienced that firsthand <laughs> I've been is, I've been that jealous person you know that, that is an interesting thought um mm-hmm. Tyson's had had some major wake-up calls in season two that her way of you know her the way she really thought like, this is my idea of the way things are supposed to be. This is the way it works. She has had to learn the hard way that, oh, wow, I don't have all the answers. And my way isn't the answer to everything. And she's had to learn that. She's had to eat some crow, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a very uh, fair assessment yes. that she might be feeling that. That, like, yeah. wow, you somehow have improved him in some ways. My methods of doing it didn't work, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like um, that's where, that's that's definitely makes you look at yourself, you know. I um, so I think it's fair. I don't exactly think that's what's going on, but it's definitely a fair assessment. Oh man, oh man, just made me realize how twisted this is. Now there was a time when Alan I mean, Tyson wanted to fix Lex. Uh-huh. Clearly didn't work, right? Uh-huh. And here mm-hmm. comes Alice. And she has the right tools for the job. And she does improve Lex in many ways. And guess who reaps the benefits? Oh. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. What a twist. Oh, I, I'm suddenly wondering, does Tyson feel this is kind of what she deserves for finding out the antidote formula and karma paying her back in the form of, well, first Alice and then Alice fixing Lex for her? I think she felt she got her karma when her methods of controlling the tribe through the antidote didn't work out mm-hmm. for her. I think that's when it hit her. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> you know, this is kind of what I deserve because 
I clearly don't have all the answers, you know. Got blown up for crying out loud. <laughs> I got blown up, and someone yeah. for me after yeah. even after that. Yeah, you know, I've mean? <laughs> died twice this season. <laughs> and she's starting to kill me again. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. I think that's <laughs> enough karma for Tizan. She's like, yeah, I get it. I get the message. Yeah. But, but she feels like everything should be in balance. So nah, I think she's accepted. <laughs> things should be in balance, but she doesn't have the answer how to get things in balance. You know, yeah. she can just do the best she can. And uh, and then it even gets thrown off even more, you know, coming up and how she feels about the situation. Mm, yeah, that girl needed her chakras aligned and not by legs. Not by legs, no. Uh, okay, that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. So Dal asks Trudy, along with Patsy and Chloe, to accompany him to the farm for some fresh air. And she agrees, but once there, only Chloe is willing to help with any of the farm work. And when she has a go at Patsy about it, Trudy immediately rushes to her defence. And Chloe later confides in Dal that she thinks there is something wrong with Trudy. Um, you see, panel, what did you make of Trudy in this episode? And do you think anyone will believe Chloe? Ah, would you believe? She scared me. She scared me. I'm not going to lie. Like, everything about Trudy in that scene terrified me. Uh, and that was when I do. I'm like, yep, I believe. I believe Chloe. I believe there's something wrong. Absolutely. Like, that was the, the big red flag for me. Uh, that devious little smile and the eye roll combined with the, I'm not getting my hands dirty. That was just so much channeling of Sandra for me. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I get why it gave people red flags, but I just, I loved it because she was sitting there with a, me, do chores, how on earth? Because these past, you know, all the time she's been away, Trudy ha probably hasn't had to lift a fin finger as well, Supreme Mother. And then here's Del first asking her to come out to the farm for some fresh air and then suggesting she clean. And get her hands dirty in the mud? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised Chloe suspected things from that point on. And yeah, Trudy's instant defense of Patsy was just... Yeah. It, it said something about who she knows she can influence most. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a really nice reveal, the way it unrolls itself. Um, mm -hmm. Because, again, everything Trudy's doing is... Well, it can be construed as annoying <laughs> you know like why yeah. is you here to come out to the farm if you're not going to bother helping me but nothing nefarious about that you know and because there are plenty of characters who would have done the same thing mm -hmm. hell the girls would have done the same thing at some point like we came out to the farm because we wanted Dal's attention we didn't want to work on the farm you know we've seen it not a big deal I love the reveal because they set up that you shouldn't be listening to Chloe because she already has reasons to be jealous of Trudy's attention to Patsy. Yes. You, yep. you set up the fact that these girls are competing for Trudy's attention to the point where they're just, they just want to sit there while she combs their hair. You know, they're desperate for that. They don't want anyone else getting involved in interrupting the attention that Trudy is giving them. They establish that Patsy is deference to Trudy or it's just like, you know, gals, <laughs> like you're gonna come to the farm and patsy what does she do she immediately turns to trudy are you going you know what i mean and so they, they it's a really good setup mm -hmm. and of course it makes sense that dal wouldn't really care how trudy's acting because he 
water off a duck's back. That's Dow. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. whatever. You know, he's chalking up. She's a girl. <laughs> she doesn't want to get her hands dirty. No different than every girl I know. Whatever. And then, so when when Chloe first comes up to Dow and says, you know, I think there's something wrong with her, it makes sense for Dow to just write her off. And be like, are you sure you're not just jealous or you're upset that she can't had to go at you? You know what I mean? Are you sure? And I love that movie because you could say the same thing. Like, it's what is so weird about her, Chloe? You are jealous because she's giving Patsy all of her attention and she didn't stand up for you. She stood up for Patsy and you're jealous that Patsy's not doing what you wanted. That's all been established. And then mm-hmm. it's like invasion of the body snatchers. You're like, they go. Yes. <laughs> it's, I'm not even joking. Like, I was like, that is terrifying. Trudy, her face scares me right now. Those eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The makeup was perfect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. And there's no doubt now that there's something nefarious going on. Like, Oh, I was wrong. I was trying to justify uh, your behavior. <laughs> gosh. And it's just lovely to see throughout these episodes. I mean, Trudy stirring things with Celine about yep. how she feels about Bray. Trudy just, you know, stirring rap with everyone. The way she spoke to Ebony earlier this episode and then this, this little moment, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a lovely way of showing us what is to come. Can you imagine, can, I want you to put yourself back the first time you saw this and just imagine being someone who didn't like Trudy, didn't trust Trudy. <laughs> How excited you must have felt in this moment for that validation. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! Called it! Nope, 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 nope. Sorry, can't imagine myself not liking Trudy. <laughs> because I was like... I didn't, I didn't like her the first time around. So for me, yeah, it was. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that this girl was insane. And now I'm like, it makes sense. I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think at the time I saw this, I didn't care about Trudy either way. I didn't hate her, didn't love her, you know. So I was just like, oh, man, I called that one wrong. (laughs) Wow, okay. Yep, okay, okay, admit it, I admit it. I'm not good at reading people, apparently. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't even like she hid it very well either. Like, I'm sorry, but she's not been, like, the most pleasant. And I understand that she's just getting back from being kidnapped, but, like, there is something not right about you, woman. But see, that's why it works, because somebody who goes through a traumatic experience like that would come back differently. Like, you can rationalize everything she's doing and just tell yourself, she went through a rough experience, I can't expect her to be the same. Like, if you, anyone who's not a soldier who's gone to war... You know what I mean? And they come back. They may not be the same person you saw go off to boot camp. And you have to reconcile, oh, this changed them. They're not the same person. You know, you don't automatically think they join the enemy. <laughs> They've been traumatized, right? Fighting the enemy. So that's why it does work really well. Because even if you've noticed that Trudy's off, you tell yourself, of course she's off. She yeah. had a terrible experience, you know. What I mean? <laughs> and plus, with how self-centered all of these mole rats, yes, certainly are. It's <laughs> it makes complete sense that nobody but Chloe noticed. Because let's face it, even Chloe has that selfish bit of oh, she's giving Patsy attention. She's taking Patsy away from me. Exactly. That's the biggest reason she notices it, because of her own insecurity and jealousy. Yeah, and that's why she focuses on Trudy. But 
yeah, no one else is paying attention to Trudy. Well, except for Ebony, who's afraid of, afraid of what she might do. But, you know, and those are the only people who seem to notice something's wrong. The people who are afraid or have something to lose. And, you know, that's probably why they have it all set up the way they do with all mm-hmm. everybody and their drama so that it makes sense that no one notices. Yep. Yep. And Trudy just useless. Carefully Mama. keeps adding ingredients and stirring that. She is. She is. She's mm. like that wicked witch just standing over the cauldron. Like, okay, uh, hubble bubble boiling bubble. <laughs> Considering I didn't really care for this episode because I just found it tiresome and exhausting and I'm too old for this. I should have retired three weeks ago. This is a good way to end this. <laughs> three weeks ago, specifically. <sighs> I, th- I think at this point, we, we all are just waiting for the chosen. It's heartbreaking when you really think about it. You know, like again, this is fun, it's a great reveal, but at the end of the day, it's actually something really sad about finding out that the chosen really did get to Trudy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that she didn't manage to get away, you know, because again, that's what I'm telling myself the whole time that this girl's been to this horrible thing, but she did manage to get away somehow. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how she got away from them. I don't care who she, whose jugular she had to rip out to do it. I respect her for it. And just to realize that, no, they won. They got her. Yep. You know what I mean? Like what they did mm-hmm. to her, they caught her because Trudy was so against all of that. We saw that. She wanted nothing to do with it. She wasn't tempted by any of it. She didn't care if they were going to worship her like a queen. She wanted out of that place. She didn't want her daughter to have anything to do with power and chaos. So to see her smiling in that backdrop of Jaffa and realizing they got her, like, that's actually really sad. Like, they won. They broke her down. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) He got you. Yeah. And and, uh, that's what it is. His kids don't join a cult. No. It's like every invasion movie you've ever seen. They always have that scene in the film, whether, you know, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers or the Faculty, Puppet, Matt, Matt, Puppet. Anyway, every single one of them will have a scene where you have a beloved character and it's suddenly revealed they got caught and they got taken over. And you're like, no. (laughs) Yeah. And I ju- it just depresses me that they got her. She mm-hmm. lost the fight. She put up with it and she tried and they got her anyway. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Trudy. We should have rescued you. But we suck. But we <laughs> suck. <laughs> and that's why she ain't a villain, but the mole rats are. We deserve this. <laughs> mm-hmm. They totally have this coming. Everything that's going to happen, they have Not- everything well most some of, of it, it i can see some of it being karma but at some <laughs> point it gets taken a little bit too far <laughs> karma's like you don't get to decide what you owe me <laughs> i can i can fantasize fine they deserve a lot of it until you know they gave over power to the other wicked witch we won't go there yet okay cool that brings series two episode phase six to a close Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in any future episode of the podcast, send us a mention on our Facebook page or can do it on our website, thetribe.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for episode 37. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.